Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating dietitian and embodiment coach, and I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Okay, we are here today with Katrina, a former Embodied Food Freedom group coaching program client. She just graduated about a month or so ago, month and a half ago, (laughs) and we are going to chat about her experiences today. I'm so excited to you know, share your journey, Katrina, and have you share it in your own words as well and help inspire others who are working towards their version of food freedom. So welcome, Katrina. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited too. Yay. So we will just dive right in and kind of talk about our journey together from, you know, when we met and your experience in the program and all of that good stuff and even end up with some advice that you want to give any of the listeners if you have some. But we'll start from the beginning. So that kind of looks like us meeting, you know, when you reached out, being curious about embodied food freedom and what that would look like and if it was even right for you, (laughs) all of those things. So my first question for you is, when we got to that point, did you have any hesitations about joining the program and working on yourself um, in this way? And if so, you know, what were those hesitations if they were there? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have like a fear of commitment in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And I think it stems just having a fear of failure. And I, like in the past, I've tried to, you know, see a therapist or something about like my issues with food and I never really felt like it got anywhere. And so, um, of course, like I had hesitation thinking like, is this even going to work? Is it worth my time? Is it worth my money? Like I was, I was nervous to commit to it because it's a commitment. Like it was three months and, uh, like, you know, it had a cost to it. So I just wanted to, you know, make sure that I wasn't wasting my time, wasting my money. I was nervous about that, but, um, yeah, I was just so sick of like stressing over food. And I think I just got to a point where I just, I needed to do something. I knew I had to do something. I couldn't keep like going on this way. Mm-hmm. For sure. it It's scary to invest any kind of, you know, exchange of something, whether that's financial resources or energy or your time and mm-hmm. even trying some other things in the past and being like, I'm uh, unsure really if, if this is the right move or, or whatever that is. But yeah, I hear you that, you know, being sick of things, feeling the way that they were with food and knowing that you wanted a change, you wanted a shift, you wanted to feel all of the ways you wanted to feel in terms of your journey with food freedom. And that kind of, yeah, I think that's kind of answers the question, like what, what changed it for you um, to be able to 
invest in yourself and feel comfortable kind of, well, maybe not comfortable is the right word. Maybe it's still uncomfy, (laughs) (laughs) but actually kind of move past that and sign up and be like, yes, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm ready to, to work on myself in this way. I think, um, a big thing that kind of pushed me forward was I, um, started following like a few different people on Instagram, um, other intuitive eating experts, I guess you could call them, uh, you being one of them and just kind of exposing myself to that content on a daily basis kind of sparked the interest and made me feel like I want to learn more about this. I feel like this is something that could really benefit me. So having that exposure, I think really um, helped push me forward to actually commit to doing it. Uh, I kept telling myself too, like nothing changes if nothing changes. Like I have been in this cycle for my God, like 25 years, <laughs> 20 years, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, I keep doing the same things and like nothing is helping me. Nothing is, you know, getting me to where I want to be. Um, so I knew that I had to do something different and I had never done something like this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. First that kind of touching on what you were saying, like dipping your toes in. I I guess in a sense with following and exposing yourself to this way of thinking and the whole intuitive eating world and learning from a variety of different people online and social media really helps you to kind of warm up to the idea because it is so different, right? Especially like you're saying all of those years of being trapped in the diet cycle and kind of Mm -hmm. looking at food in those not so fun ways, right? So yeah, dipping your toes in in that sense. And I love what you said, nothing changes if nothing changes. That's that's a powerful statement and something that I think we can all think about whether we're working on food freedom or anything else we want in our lives. It's important that we know, yeah, we make a shift um, to feel like we, we need to move forward in a way. And if we're going to stay where we are, we're going to stay where we are. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of you, you know, for making that kind of shift for yourself and being able to be like, yeah, I, I'm ready to try something new and work on this. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. So yeah, I am very proud of you and kind of being in that position as well. Like I said, starting from the beginning of your journey and you were wanting to change something and do something to change that. What were you looking to achieve throughout the program um, when you decided to join? I really wanted to just have like comfort around food and not be so like occupied by it. I just felt like I was thinking about food all the time, whether it was like, what am I going to eat for my next meal or my next snack? Or what can I eat? What can't I eat? Like, what should I eat so I can lose some weight? Like, I just feel like for like a good 20 years, 15, 20 years, it's just always been on my mind. I need to lose some weight. How can I lose some weight? And I would have days where um, I would be like extra down on myself. And I would just like spiral and start panicking. Like, okay, I got to cut out sugar or I got to cut out carbs or, you know, I need to join Weight Watchers or, you know, do something else. And so um, I feel like I just wanted to not have that stress anymore. Like it's so exhausting to carry that like weight around, not just like physical weight, but like the emotional weight of it, like having (laughs) to carry that around 
all the time. And I feel like it's, it takes up so much energy and time that I just would rather put towards something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really described that well and is an experience that I'm sure many people listening know well, that that feeling of, you know, being this weight loss is the end all be all kind of goal. And what can I do to get there? What am I going to do to get there? Thinking about it day in, day out, trying all of the things, like you said, cutting mm-hmm. out sugar, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, <laughs> trying any programs, yeah. joining Weight Watchers, whatever it is, right? It's always something. And then I wonder if you could, you know, share from your experience too, what would those when you did those attempts, say cut out something or joined Weight Watchers again or did a program. Um, in that sense, I know you mentioned the stress and kind of overwhelm and, and energy drain, but when you were to join those, how did that kind of end up going? Uh, well, it would start, I would feel kind of more in control and having like guidelines of what I can and can't eat and having like someone tell me what is okay to eat Mm -hmm. at first felt like comforting. Like I'm in control. Okay. Like I've got this. And like, I would feel like motivated and you know, the first like week you lose a couple pounds and then like, it just very quickly, I would end up just being like tired and hungry and just feeling so unsatisfied. And of course, like every single time I'd end up like binging like crazy and just Mm -hmm. eating like all the things that I wasn't allowed to eat while doing these programs. And then I'd end up back to where I was and feeling even worse because, you know, you eat all of that stuff and you just like, you feel sick and it affects your, you know, your chemicals. Like you just, you feel, you feel awful. And I've also felt like I failed, which, you know, doesn't help anything. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, I just felt terrible and ended up like gaining any weight that I did lose, gaining it back. Um, and then, you know, you have, it just, it would happen again, like a month, two months later, maybe even longer, maybe less. I would like feel like, okay, I got to get back, you know, in the game. I need to like join (laughs) again. I need to start over. And like, it was just constant over and over again, but it never actually gave me any results that I was looking for. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think that what you described right there is a really, I won't say good, um, but kind of paints the picture well of what the diet cycle is and an example of that and how Mm -hmm. that can feel in our lives. So, you know, I'm sorry you had that experience and had that stuckness in the diet cycle of, oh, I got to do these things right? I have to go back to this. And that little false sense of hope (laughs) that they give you, (laughs) like you were describing at the beginning of, okay, I'm feeling more in control, which, you know, feels good when we're feeling stressed about food, getting a little sense of control feels really good and it feels comforting. And then you're motivated. You're like, yes, I can do this. And then it goes downhill. You get hungry, you get tired. It's Mm -hmm. exhausting. The binging can kick in and Mm -hmm. it just just turns into that, you know, self-perpetuating cycle and it's hard to see when you're in it absolutely it's really hard yeah and you don't until you start exposing yourself to like other ways of thinking like this intuitive eating you know you don't realize that like there's any any other option like you just think there's something wrong with you because you can't 
eat normally. You know, you can't just eat to survive or eat the things that you like in normal proportions. Like you think there's something wrong with you for not being able to, to do that, but it's just, it's just a cycle, a vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really want to point out and Katrina, you know, this <laughs> from working with me <laughs> for a while of, you know, you are not a failure and it is nothing that is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Right. These, programs or whatever it is of cutting things out are just setting you up for that deprivation that bring us back to our bodies trying to protect us in the best way that they know how. And that's driving you to do these other things that make the cycle go and go and go. Mm-hmm. It's like a constant battle with your your body and your mind, right? Yeah. So none fault of yours, but I'm really happy that you know you found a new way of thinking and really wanted that for yourself and moved in that direction because like, you know, you deserve that peace and not to be stuck in in that cycle anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, that kind of, you know, brought you here yes. <laughs> to, to the Embodied Food Freedom Program, which is awesome. And I would love if you would be able to share or describe what your experience in the program was like. Um. It was fantastic. It was, I have only positive things to say. Um, first of all, like you were amazing. Um, oh, you're so kind and non-judgmental and knowledgeable. I just felt like I felt really supported by you. And a lot of the things that we shared in like the group coaching calls were, um, I don't know, we were very vulnerable and there was a lot of like personal things that I know personally, like you feel shame for certain things and you don't necessarily talk freely to people because you're worried that they're not going to understand and they're going to think there's like something wrong with you. But um, I didn't ever feel like I couldn't share those things with you or with the group. Um, There was always so much support. And with the group, I really liked the like small group dynamic. It was really nice to have like a few other women who kind of like have the same, some of the same issues and, and struggles that I had. And you just, you don't feel like you're alone. You don't feel like there's something weird about you because, you know, you don't know how to eat properly. (laughs) (laughs) And so like having, having the group calls, um, you know, the structure of them was really great. Like you giving the lesson and kind of Um, going over a certain topic each week and teaching us about that but then having like an hour after for everybody to ask questions and share like struggles or wins or something from the week and I feel like I learned there were some weeks where I didn't really have any questions or I didn't really know like what I was going to even talk about but then as you listen to everybody else and you know you think of things and you learn from other people's struggles too the advice that you would give other people. Like I wouldn't necessarily like think to ask that question, but um, I learned a lot just from the questions that everybody else asked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, you know, for all of those kind (laughs) thoughts and and kind words. I really appreciate, you know, everything you said about feeling so supported and being able to be open and, and vulnerable in this space. And you're right. It's, there's a lot of, stigma, shame, um, Mm -hmm. you know, fear of judgment about all of these things and being in a group of like-minded women who really 
get it. <laughs> they understand. They know the pressures and all of the pieces that go into this diet cycle that we were talking about and how that affects them. And being open in that space is is just wonderful because we know to grow and move forward, we have to be honest about where we're at and and share and work through some of those things. And I'm happy you also said you enjoyed the kind of structure of that, being mm-hmm. able to have kind of a structured lesson of sorts and learning things from me and going through the different pieces and components of you know, intuitive eating and body acceptance and food freedom and all the different things that we bring into it in the program, but also learning from everyone else, right? I think that Mm -hmm. is, you painted the picture perfectly of the beauty of the small group program. It's still intimate enough that everyone Mm -hmm. gets to know each other really well, but also you get all of these different experiences and shares and supports in different ways. And people will bring things to the table that, you know, others didn't think about. And that expands your horizons and your way of thinking and your growth. And I think, you know, that's, that's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. Like it's um, having the support too. like everybody, not just like having the support from you, but having the support from the other women, like everybody just kind of like cheered everybody else on. And when, you know, having that online community, being able to kind of post throughout the week and Um, there was times where, you know, people would have like a hard day or a really big win or something. And, you know, you post it in there and you either get support, um, you know, people trying to make you feel better and and help you realize that, you know, you're going to have hard days and there's nothing wrong with you. And then also Mm -hmm. having people celebrate your wins with you was, it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's the support coming in from all different angles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're vulnerable. We deal with the ups, the downs and, you know, everything in between. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, the community is a wonderful function of that. Like you said, between calls, right? We have our coaching calls, but then yep. what happens in between? We can share all of those things there and be able to get the support. And I'm happy, you know, this felt like a supportive environment for you to do all of these things and learn and grow and challenge (laughs) that old (laughs) old way of thinking (laughs) in terms of definitely yeah yeah for sure awesome well thank you you know for sharing that um I you know the next question I have for you is kind of about what maybe has shifted for you throughout this experience with the program and essentially if you want to kind of share like how has your life changed from when you know the beginning of the program to after working together how did that did that shift for you throughout what did that kind of look like so I feel like I'm um, able to focus more energy on other things uh, not just focusing on food and what what I can do to lose weight and all that stuff like I feel like I have more energy like with my kids and to spend time with friends and to just like enjoy life in general Um, but then also like feeling so much more comfortable around food and uh, with my body and not feeling so like obsessed with losing weight. And I think having like the comfort with food has helped me. Like I still have the body image thing is like a whole other beast. Like I need to (laughs) tackle that like separately, (laughs) but this has definitely helped me um, be more grateful for my body. And, and it's not, 
it doesn't matter how it looks. The fact that I am healthy and my body gave me two amazing children that are also healthy. Like I'm so lucky that I was able to do that. And it kept me, you know, healthy and alive during pregnancy and, and childbirth. And uh, it helps me, it lets me move and work out and walk and do yoga and do all those things and play with my kids. Like I am grateful for all of those things. Um, I also feel like I enjoy food in a different way now. Like it's, it's, I'm more satisfied um, day to day. Like it's because I don't have the restrictions that I used to have. Um, you know, if I want a piece of chocolate cake or if I want, you know, a treat or whatever, um, I, I have that, you know, and when I used to, it used to be like when I would go out to a restaurant for something to eat, um, I tr- tend to go for like the most like indulgent meal because, mm. you know, it was off limits like most of the time. But now that I'm more satisfied day to day, like if I go to a restaurant, like sometimes I actually just feel like a salad and I'm like craving a salad and, you know, I'll, I'll get that and I'll be just as satisfied as if I had have gotten like the chicken fingers, you know, and there's days where I want the chicken fingers. So I get the chicken fingers and I don't feel bad about it. Um, but like day to day, allowing myself to have the things that I enjoy, I think has, has really like helped just with my overall satisfaction. So I'm not like craving all of these off limits things that I used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned so many good, <laughs> good pieces in there. Um, the, you know, the last part about feeling satisfied and enjoying foods and giving yourself the permission to do so on a day to day basis, helping you to, in those moments that used to look like, you know, have to go for the indulgent food, I have to, you know, do this, because this is my opportunity to be able to do so but more so scaling back and being like, you know what, I can enjoy and be satisfied by these foods when I choose to, and I'm going to choose what's going to make me feel my best in this moment Mm -hmm. and being able to, you know, have that option for yourself Mm -hmm. instead of the deprivation backlash kind of guiding your choices (laughs) right all of the time. So that's wonderful to have that autonomy almost in your food. Yeah, there's a lot more freedom. Um, I feel like, and I don't, I don't have those food rules that I had that I didn't even realize that I had until I took Mm -hmm. a course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's a good point too, you know, not realizing, um, certain food rules and how they're playing out in your day-to-day life. And I wonder if, if you want to, if you're willing to share, do you have any examples of those ones, like food rules that you didn't know you had that you kind of discovered throughout the program and were able to work through? Yeah. Um, I think a couple of the big ones were like, you know, I can only have bread like for one meal a day. I can have one piece Mm -hmm. of bread for one meal a day. I got to choose which meal that is, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, or, um, (laughs) having too much fruit because it's, it's a lot of sugar. Um, you know, little things like that, having to eat meals at a certain time, because that's when you eat lunch at noon. Like you don't eat lunch at 11 o'clock because you're hungry, you eat it at noon. So then, you know, listening, like learning to listen to my hunger cues was huge because sometimes, you know, you have breakfast and then like, an hour or two hours later, like you're hungry, like I'm, I'm and the snack wasn't going to cut it. So like, 
you know, I, I let myself have like a bit of a, like more of a meal when I'm feeling really hungry. Like I let myself have a, have lunch at 11 o'clock or 1030 some days, like just depending (laughs) on, on how hungry I am. Right. Like it's, I don't have to eat lunch at 12 and dinner at 530. Like it just, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Having the, having the choices and having that open, not so strict about it and being able Mm -hmm. to listen to your body right? Your body signals, your body's cues, instead of these external rules that we pick up along the way. And we're like, no, we Mm -hmm. can't eat until that time. That's not okay. What the heck? Something must be wrong with me. Like that's where that, you know, creeps back in again, right? So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. (laughs) And just giving yourself (laughs) the permission and adjusting based on what's happening for you that day. So that's, you know, wonderful. And those food rules too, like the only one slice of bread once once per day. <laughs> we don't need to, you know, do that. We know carbs are our friend and we can enjoy it in whatever ways make us feel our best. And if that's mm-hmm. having two slices on a sandwich, great. <laughs> Go for it, right? Yeah. So that's, you know, that's wonderful. And it's funny, we don't think about these things as food rules because we're just like, yeah, that's what I should do. <laughs> you're just so used to it there's just been it's just been so many years of these things just in your brain you pick up little tidbits over the years of you know different rules that you just kind of adopt and you don't really you just don't really think twice about it this is just like what you're supposed to do what you think you're supposed to do um so yeah you just until you actually sit and like think about and like make the list of the food rules it's hard to it's hard to realize that you even have any yeah yeah, absolutely it is because yeah, like you said, you you may not be aware of it. It's just it's there and even not aware of how say restricting or depriving yourself in a way if you want more bread, for example, if we're going to run with that one, <laughs> if you want that <laughs> and how that shows up later, right? And you're like why am I craving carbs so much? Oh, maybe it's because I actually feel deprived um, or not getting enough, whatever that may may look like. So mm-hmm. a lot of learning and understanding how our body is is trying to protect us and how our minds are looking at food and how some of these different pieces aren't really serving the way we want to feel at peace and free and all of those things, um, mm-hmm. you know, with food. So Totally. That's, it's a good conversation to have. And I did want to touch on one other thing you mentioned, and that was the, um, how body image and that whole aspect is like a a beast in itself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and how, you know, throughout the program, learning to be grateful for and practice gratitude and, and those pieces. And I think the work in terms of all of this, really our relationship with food and body image in particular it can take a while. Like Mm -hmm. we talked about the years and years of being focused. And um, I think a word you used to is like more so obsessed about Mm -hmm. these weight and food pieces that we can't reasonably expect it all to be just like, you know, sunshine and roses (laughs) so quickly. So being okay with this is a journey. It's not a sprint. Mm -hmm. You can feel okay with these things and you can feel more at peace whilst continuing to work through some of the pieces. And especially, you know, as it relates to body image. And I'm curious with this, um, how do you feel, 
you know, the sense of body respect for yourself and your body is for you now? Um, it's definitely better. I, um, I think every day or, you know, as often as I can practicing gratitude and like Mm -hmm. remembering all of the great things that my body can do makes me feel better. And, um, you know, reminding myself that like the way I look is like the least interesting thing about me as as you said in one of our sessions and uh just reminding myself of that you know it doesn't matter like the people that matter most in my life like don't care what size I am they don't care if I've gained 10 pounds or lost 10 pounds or you know whatever they they love me for a lot of other reasons and that's what that's what matters like I just need to remind Mm -hmm. myself that um the way I look is not is not important. That's like, that's a big struggle for me, but um, it's something that I, I'm working on and I feel like I have made a shift there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's lovely to, you know, be able to start shifting our mindset and knowing that our size of our bodies shouldn't hold us back from mm-hmm. living life to its fullest. And like you said, um, knowing what is important to you and your values and and really getting grounded in that. And you know what? People really enjoy me for the person that I am, not mm-hmm. my looks in particular, mm-hmm. right? So getting grounded in some of those things and the gratitude, especially as you continue to tease out the pieces and maybe core beliefs and things that we've, you know, talked about and thought about in terms of how we feel about our bodies and continuing to to do the work but still feeling like I can you know I can live my life without this holding me back anymore so that's awesome that's awesome I'm very happy for you in the sense of all these shifts you know we talked about (laughs) and very proud of you from you know what we talked about when you first started to all of these things and feeling more at peace with food now thank you yeah of course a question I have for you is if someone were potentially thinking about doing something like this and working on their relationship with food and they were maybe on the fence about um, joining something like embodied food freedom if you could talk to them right now maybe they're listening (laughs) (laughs) what would you tell them or what would you want to share with them I would say um, invest in yourself you know it's Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is an investment financially, uh, time-wise, it is an investment. And if you have the means to do it, um, take the opportunity for sure. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I was kind of skeptical. I was nervous to commit to it, um, but I really, I'm so glad that I did. And I know that it probably seems like impossible to change, to change such a big part of you that has, for a lot of people has been like something that has been holding them back for years and years and years. It's something they've been struggling with for so many years. And I know that it probably doesn't seem possible to like come out of that and maybe in such a short period of time, like in in a three month period, but um, it really, the course is amazing. Like the course has really had helped open my eyes to a lot of things. And even just in the first couple of weeks, I felt shifts and um, I, I, when I think back to where I started and where I am now, like, it's amazing that I am here. Like I, 
I mean, I still have work to do and it's not like I'm perfect. And I still have days where, um, you know, I, I kind of go back to old ways, but very like, you know, very minimal. And I feel so much like positivity around food. I feel so much more like ease and peace around food that it's, it's it really like made my life better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. That's amazing to that little last point just made your life better. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how much food and our kind of struggles around food can impact so many different areas of our life. And it can really open things up there and the ease and flow and peace is truly wonderful. And I like what you said, you know, it seems impossible to change Mm -hmm. some of these things when you're Mm -hmm. in it because you're like, how could I possibly change this? I'm so stuck. I have been so stuck. There's no other way. And I think shedding light on that and normalizing, like, I I used to feel like that too. And now I'm here teaching it. Like, who would have thought? (laughs) (laughs) If you would have told, like, past me that, I would have been like, you're, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) That's not humanly possible. But it is. It's possible Mm -hmm. to shift and it's possible to move through, um, like a struggling relationship with food to something that does feel more peaceful and easeful and, and mm-hmm. all of those wonderful things. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. And kind of a, a different question, not so much like, you know, joining a program like Embody Food Freedom, but if someone listening is on their intuitive eating journey right now and they were in a, or are in a place where you were when you kind of started struggling with similar things that you did, what would you tell them? What would be your biggest piece of advice? Um, a couple things. A first thing is really like letting go of the weight loss piece. Um, that was, that was really hard for me to do, uh, at the beginning. And like, even like halfway through, like I was still just like, thinking, oh, maybe by the end of this, like, I'll be down a few pounds, you know, you that still creeps into your head. But really, like, if you can really just let go of that for now, um, because that holding on to that is going to hold you back, I think. Um, And also, the other thing is to take it at your own pace, like, especially with this course, like, you know, we had a structure and every week we had a different topic. But I mean, there were some weeks where the topic that we were on or the homework that we had, like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't feel like, I don't know, I was like too scared or like, I just didn't feel comfortable with it yet. But then, um, you know, you come back to it, come back to it when you feel ready and like, take, take little bits of it and do the pieces that you can. Um, You need to still step out of your comfort zone a little bit, but like not don't force it, you know, but like do what feels good. Mm-hmm. Do what feels good. <laughs> so good, you know, <laughs> overarching summary and something that I've said before could be <laughs> my tagline too. Lean into what feels good, <laughs> what feels good for you. And yeah. I think that's, that's really important is taking the journey at your own pace mm-hmm. and what you, you know, you may not feel totally comfortable doing, but you're at a place where you have the capacity, right, to mm-hmm. to work on whatever it is you're working on, whether that's making peace with uh, fear food, you know, looking at emotional eating or, or whatever kind of piece that is, taking it at a step that 
may feel okay to do. It still might feel a little stretchy and a little Mm -hmm. uncomfortable, right? We know that growth comes a little bit outside of our comfort zones. So knowing both of those things and really leaning into your own intuition, right? In Mm -hmm. a sense Mm -hmm. um, with that. And I think that's another awesome piece about the program. Like you don't have to follow the kind of structure of lessons that we do. Always encourage that. Make your own goals. If, you know, these things don't feel in alignment right now, come back when you need to come back and do it at a pace that works for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wonderful to have that self-awareness, build that self-awareness and actually implement it and then shift and move things forward Mm -hmm. as you feel you can. Right. Yeah. Another piece too is that like the journey is is not linear. Like you said that mm-hmm. a few times uh, through our course, and <laughs> it's so true. Like there, you know, you're going to start at a point, and it's not like you know you get to the end and it was a straight line and everything was perfect. Like I had weeks where I like felt amazing. I was like, I've got this. Like I'm on top of it. And then I had days or weeks where I felt like I took two steps back, and you know. Um, it was, it was up and down throughout the process, but like comparing where I started to where I finished, like I'm definitely above that. Like I'm above where I started. So, um, I went up, I went up and down throughout the process, but like, I'm better, I'm in a better place than I was when I started. So just knowing that it's not going to be like a perfect, like easy journey from start to finish, it's going to, going to be a bit bumpy, but it's worth it in the end. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you're right. I did remind you all of that multiple times <laughs> because it is, right? It is just that. And I have that picture in my mind of like the image I shared with you all that kind of looks like a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. But it, you know, the starting point is, is down a little bit. And I know if you're listening, you can't see me describing this with my hands, <laughs> but <laughs> the starting place is down and then the other one's up in the other top corner, right? And then in between, it's just like this huge roller coaster wave, but you do get to a place where you are feeling better, but there are ebbs and flows just like in anything in life, right? Along mm-hmm. this journey. And I think that's also something that's really different from diet culture's perspective on working on food quote unquote or eating healthy or whatever they want to sell it like it's just like (laughs) do this and you'll get to this and it's just follow it and you'll be fine (laughs) it's like wait (laughs) I don't think so no (laughs) that's not how things work that's not how life works (laughs) um so yeah it's all very real and um kind of leaning more to into like the human experience rather than things are going to be perfect because things aren't perfect and we all have ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. You know, piece of advice. That's a takeaway (laughs) we can all have. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Awesome. Is there anything else, you know, that we didn't cover that you would love to share with the listeners? Um, there was a couple things that I, I made note of that, um, I felt they're, they're little, but they were like, impactful to me and maybe somebody else will feel the same way but something that I I learned was food is not just fuel um Mm -hmm. I always had this expectation that I had to eat healthy nutritious food anything outside of that was like irresponsible Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um knowing that like food isn't just to fuel your body um and 
it can be nourishing for your mind, your body, or your soul, depending on what it is, you know, um, there's times where, you know, maybe like a cookie or a brownie or whatever, isn't the most nutrient dense option, but my soul needs that brownie today. You know, there's, there's (laughs) times where you just want that brownie and you, it makes you feel good. And I think that being okay with, um, with having like different foods and not always just eating like the most nutrient dense options. Like you need to enjoy food. Food is meant to be enjoyed. Um, it's not just used to fuel your body. So keeping that in mind. Um, the other piece was, um, about like food waste and overeating. And I remember in one of our, um, sessions, somebody was concerned about wasting food and, you know, I, and that, that sat with me because a big struggle that I had before was overeating. So I would eat until I was like really, really full or even like feeling sort of sick if it was like a really like good meal. And I remember you saying, um, that whether you overeat or you throw it out, it's still a waste, you know? So, you know, you, if you, you want to finish the plate because you don't want to waste it, but if you're overeating, you're still wasting it in a sense. Right. So, um, I think remembering that and, you know, obviously if you're, if food waste is an issue for you, then, um, save what you can and eat leftovers the next day or, when you're hungry again, you know, but I think that was something that those two things really stuck with me that I, that I wanted to share. Those are two really awesome takeaway pieces about food and how we, um, you know, view food in that sense, right? So that piece about food waste too, I, you know, I will say right now, not original credit to my own, (laughs) but I wish I knew um, where that original quote came from because it's one that has always stuck with me too. Mm. So one that I always want to share with clients when this topic does come up, because like you mentioned that food is wasted either way. Like if it's not benefiting the way we feel and it's actually making us feel worse Mm -hmm. is that really saving the food waste or is it in a different sense completely wasting it in in Mm -hmm. itself too Mm -hmm. right and like you said food leftovers are wonderful freezing food is wonderful or composting Mm -hmm. and you can do many things if we're talking about the topic of, of food waste right but thinking about it kind of in a different perspective and a different light can really help that piece of overeating and the clean plate club, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That and that food, food is not just fuel. There are so many pieces to food and it's not just the nutrient composition and that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> food does so many things for us, for our minds, our souls. And when we don't allow ourselves to make that satisfaction decision or whatever it is from a place of like, you know, my soul really wants that brownie today, then (laughs) what's going to happen? You're going to keep coming back to that. No, I really want that brownie. I really want that brownie. Now I'm going to eat two brownies or three brownies or more. (laughs) The whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing. (laughs) So giving yourself that permission, shifting the way you view food into like, this food is not just nutrients, it's many things for me. And mm-hmm. it's something that is in our everyday life multiple times a day, which mm-hmm. is why I feel like working on your relationship with food is so important <laughs> from my Absolutely. perspective. Um, so I love that. Thank you, Katrina, for those those two shares. I think those are really good takeaways that will benefit many people. 
Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Awesome. Well, that kind of wraps us out of the questions I have specifically for you about your journey and your experiences. But I do have two questions that I ask all of my podcast guests, <laughs> and you are one of those humans. So I would love to ask you them too. Um, since this is the Intuitively You podcast, and this kind of maybe goes along with some of the things we've talked about, but more of an open question How do you practice living intuitively in your life? Um, I think, like I said earlier, like doing what feels good. I, um, for example, like I really, I like to work out. I like to do like high intensity workouts, but then I have days or weeks where I'm just like, I'm tired and I just like, I, my heart is not in it. So I need to listen to my body. And instead of pushing myself to do those workouts, I'll maybe skip the workout or I do a stretch or a yoga class, or I just go for a walk or you know, just have a rest day. Like I try trying to listen to my body. And then also like when it comes to like social obligations, for example, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic, we're starting to see more people. And I really just want to see the people that like bring me the most joy. I don't want to just see somebody for the sake of seeing them because we haven't seen them in two and a half years. If they don't like, if I don't feel good about it, like I, I don't want to do it. And I think that, you know, just listening to like my gut and listening to like how I feel, um, it's huge. Yeah. Wow. Two really good points on, you know, this can go for any area of our life, but Mm -hmm. movement and social obligations, like you said, listening to that gut feeling, like, is this going to make me feel good or am I going to feel, you know, drained, worse or whatever, kind of fill in the blank Mm -hmm. and being honest with yourself about that and then following through those get to be the tricky parts um but really paying attention to and listening to to your gut feeling I love that Mm -hmm. that's awesome and then last question for you if you were to be a food based on your personality (laughs) what food would you be this is a fun one and I'm gonna go back to the brownie I feel like yeah (laughs) I, I thought about this and uh, I, I'm sweet and I'm kind. I'm sweet like a brownie. Um, most people enjoy being around me and, you know, <laughs> being in my present, but I'm not for everyone. And, uh, <laughs> and also I'm very much like a rule follower. Um, I like to have like guidelines and to make the perfect brownie, you need to follow the steps. You need to have the method. You need to have the right measurements, the right technique. Um, like it's, it's science. You need to, to follow these rules to have the perfect brownie. And, and one last piece is my personality. I'm very like all or nothing, like black or white, which I am working on in a lot of aspects because I know it's not super beneficial. Uh, <laughs> but for me, like it's either a brownie or it's not like if you're starting to like add like cheesecake and this and that into the brownie, like that's not a brownie anymore. It's either a brownie or it's not. <laughs> that's awesome. I love all, all of those descriptions and how much you know, thought you put into the brownie and how it relates to you. I love that. So good. So good. And yeah, on that point, like the all or nothing, we worked on that. We did, in terms yes. of your relationship with food it shows up there it's sneaky sneaky it is um, absolutely but, mm-hmm, yeah and kind of expanding that and maybe not in the world of brownies right <laughs> <laughs> a brownie is a brownie <laughs> but 
being more, you know, flexible and free flowing with our food decision as as a whole as it relates mm-hmm. to all or nothing thinking. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I can yeah. shift into that. <laughs> yeah, that was something I really needed to uh practice for sure. Mm-hmm. Still and, still practicing. <laughs> yes. And you know, mind you doing a good job of that as well. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm sure something a lot of people can relate to. <laughs> it's one that's common when it comes to our relationships with food being stuck in the diet cycle as well. Mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. or nothing. But brownie, yum. You <laughs> want, want to make some now. Um, all of the descriptions about it. But thank you so much, Katrina, for you know coming on here, being um, vulnerable and open and sharing your story and your journey and experiences with the listeners. I think this will truly, really inspire um, someone or if not many. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just really appreciate you and I'm proud of you. And thank you so much for sharing all of this. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun and it was really cool to go back and kind of like bring myself back to the the course and all the things that we covered. It was a nice like little refresh for me too. And I hope that, you know, some of the things that I talked about will, will resonate with some people and maybe help them like move forward with uh, intuitive eating. Yeah, I think they absolutely will. So I appreciate all of your thoughts and inspiration and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, you too. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.